Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 11, and we are back at the Nashville Armory again, left hand. Yes, sir, we are. We've this got a, is turning out to be one of my favorite places. We've got a uh, video going this time, so you can actually see what is going on in the place, and you can really believe that it is as cool, or at least the part we're in, is as cool as This is we the lounge. We're in the lounge area. The shooter's lounge. Shooter's got lounge. a little window into the range back there. So go to YouTube. You'll be able to see the highlight video on there, probably in about eight months. As long as it takes me to edit those. Nah, yeah. it's not that bad. I'm, I'm getting the hang of it now. Quick. I'm getting the hang of it. You're doing good. And uh, we want to welcome Andrew back. Y'all may recognize him from our Gun Shop Diaries show before. Good to be back, Zeke, in left hand. Glad to have you. Did y'all do anything fun with guns this week? I do things fun with guns every, every day, Zeke. Day. <laughs> every day. His life is just full of guns. Fun guns. My office is full of guns. What was the yeah. anything, anything weird happened this week here? Oh, there's always something weird. Something out of the ordinary? I'm trying to think of anything particularly weird. Oh, <laughs> we we did have some interesting customers that had to leave early. <laughs> we had we had I think some guys that had just finished playing a Rastafarian concert came in to shoot and uh, yeah came, came came in to shoot and unfortunately we weren't weren't able to let them on the range. It's a little obvious, huh? So they didn't was fire crazy. up on the range then. No, no, they absolutely, they absolutely they fired up. I, they must have done it in the parking lot as strong as they smelled. I, I don't doubt it. Uh, it was quite amusing. They were cool, though. You know, they were high. They were chill. They were just like, all right, dude. <laughs> One of our – P-Dog was on our show. You remember P-Dog? Oh, yeah. We were talking the other day, and uh, it's hilarious. He um, woke up one morning. He heard voices in his backyard. That's called schizophrenia. No, it's not. And uh, he peeked out the window, and there were these three teenagers out on his back patio area. You know, he's thinking they're getting ready to break in. So, you know, he's got his gun ready. So he you know, he's looking out his back window watching them. And, uh, you know, determines they're not a threat at this point. So he pulls his phone out, and he starts videoing them. One of, one of the kids reaches in his backpack, and they pull out some guns and they start firing up right there on his back porch and you can hear and you can hear them you know their parents they're looking around you sure nobody lives here you sure this place is, is is vacant they're like yeah 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 man he goes let me show you so he reaches to his back door and at this at this point he um p-dog has moved over to his back door he's got his gun of course he's got it unloaded because he's playing around with him but he's got his gun drawn as soon as that kid opens the door he jerks the door open and the kids come through comes through the door and his forehead's right on the gun. Oh, and Lord. And he said the kid beat his pants and did the other in his pants. Fell flat down. The other two took off, just <laughs> scattered. But, you know, WTF. What, you know, what the crap? What are these kids thinking? I mean, fired up. Since on- when did crap start with F? What the crap? Well, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to keep us with the uh, the We're ratings, a clean family show. The iTunes ratings, but... Uh, and here we are talking it's about unbelievable guy. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about guns. We're at the gun show. So yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> gun show. What the heck? Well, me, I have not done a whole lot this week. I did practice the uh, four stroke draw a lot. I did. I've been doing four that step too. Draw stroke. Yeah, I said it wrong. Four step. How fast stroke. can you do it, Zeke? I didn't time it yet. It's really slow, yet. so I don't want to time it because okay. I'll know it'll be really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it every morning when I get up. No magnum pi in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm throwing the mustache. You know. <laughs> You're not wearing the short shorts, though, are you? Well, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty oh, yeah. scary. Yeah. I got my skimmies on when I'm doing it. You guys are really Just lucky the that the, uh, the video can't see under the table. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the uh, four-step four draw. Yeah, stroke. that's really all I've really done in guns, except for you know the podcast, videos, getting that stuff ready, and editing and all that stuff, which I'm going to start cross-training you so you can start doing it, too. <laughs> that's dangerous. It could be. So. Can I talk about the one you showed me a minute ago? 
I don't even remember which one I showed you a minute ago. The one you paid $25 for total. Oh, yeah, that old Blackhawk. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. What yeah. is it? A little single-action revolver Ruger Blackhawk. It's got an old cowboy holster, and uh, it's a Ruger, what did you say, Blackhawk? Blackhawk, yeah. Do you know what year it is? Did you research it at all? Nah. Tell the story of how you got it I for $25, all well, of it. I bought the, the cowboy rig at a garage sale for $5. And then I bought the Blackhawk in pieces covered in rust in a brown paper sack for 20 bucks. <laughs> and uh, had a buddy of my brother-in-law was going to gunsmithing school. He was looking for some projects. And I said, I got a project for you. <laughs> and handed him this paper sack. And he looked in and asked me what it was. I told him it was a Ruger Blackhawk. And I was in no hurry to get it back. And he could do whatever he wanted with it. and Learn away, right? He brought it back and... Looks good. He refitted me. pitted pretty bad, but he's put good. a matte black finish on it, polished out the aluminum, put the original grips back on it, and I think I've killed six or seven deer with it, too. Awesome. Cool, awesome. Man. So while he runs to get that, we can go into uh, corrections from last week. The only real correction we had from last week, the audio got a little wonky when I started describing the uh, Elton John grip that we newly dubbed yeah. for Palisade Tactical. Yeah. Um, Sam. Yeah, so... Hopefully it won't get wonky again, but John grip, yeah. it's where you're gripping the gun with just your trigger finger and your thumb, and you flare out your other three fingers, and it's to teach you to not anticipate the recoil. And it worked pretty well. We were and still surprisingly squeeze. accurate. Doing yeah, that. and it was still pretty yeah. accurate, but we called it the Elton John grip. You could figure that out yourself. Just grab your gun, flare your three fingers out. And, and there you have it. The Elton John grip, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I've got another correction that we need to go back several shows ago maybe three or four is this the scorpion yeah it's a uh-huh. scorpion we're gonna talk about the scorpion you're not the only I, I was one that's not, corrected me i was not wrong we were both right well we were yeah but the, but the scorpion is basically I was a little a, more uh, i was more definitive about and i was wrong yeah it, it's more of a style that sig has and they've got it on several of their models so we technically were both right so. i was trying to give you a hard time saying you actually did love the p220 but i still don't yeah i know hate it you hate a 220 <laughs> Because it sucks. Man, I don't know. I love there the goes SIG as a sponsor. <laughs> well, no, I like other SIGs. I just don't like the, the 220. <laughs> best double action 45 made, in my opinion. I love 220s. I have two Is of them. Is it really? Them. They shoot fantastic. Really? Good. Yeah. Nice. Just like, just like you're not going to watch Red Dawn 2, I'm not going to buy a SIG P220. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they make so many different guns, because everybody's like different. But Now, if somebody wanted to give me one, you know, I... Obviously, I would okay. take it and trade it for something else. But So last week, our Jack Wagoneer was... Piers Morgan. Which now has become a phrase that we've used in everyday life all day, yeah. every day. I bet you've taken it's a couple awesome. of Piers today, haven't you? I know I, just one good Piers this morning. Good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're due for another one then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this week, our Jack Wagoneer is... It's going to be Joe Biden. For the whole double barrel shotgun uh, comment he made <laughs> when he says, uh, all you need is a double barrel shotgun. It's more accurate. It's easier to shoot. And if you haven't seen the video we posted on yeah, Facebook, I'm it's sure not everybody video, knows but, about it by now. Uh, yeah, it's He's way overdue hilarious. to be the jack wagon. It's awesome. But um, we got to throw him in there. He's yeah, the jack wagon. He, there was, jack wagoneer of the week. What's even funnier is that there was a guy in Virginia. He's a 22 year old Virginia man. This is from the Washington Times. That the day, or no, it was the same day. I was going to say the day after, but it was the same day that Joe Biden made those comments on the press. He got arrested for firing a shotgun through the door of his house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then we posted a police officer where he lives comment on his wife were to go on the back porch and fire that off. Oh, yeah. 
she would have to be arrested. Yeah, I yeah. did check with the with uh, Metro Police uh-huh. here in Nashville, and they said that you absolutely cannot shoot a shotgun off your back porch in the city limits. Wow. So I don't I don't know. I guess Joe Biden must have gotten some bad information from one of his aides. Well, Thank maybe you they're going to that good info. Maybe yeah. they're going to invoke the uh, presidential. I say we all go home and shoot off our back porch and say our vice president told us to do it. I yeah. got the video right here. Yep. You know, just show it to the guys. Just have it for the cops. Joe right? Biden. He said I could he do, said it. Could do yeah. it. What's it called when the president can override everything and, and uh, executive power? Yeah, he's, he's going uh, to executive order. Apparently, they're going to initiate the executive order to and, shoot uh, off your back porch. To shoot off your ba- back porch. That would be awesome. only shotguns, though, guys. Only shotguns. Only shot. Two. Let's be yeah. serious. Double barrel shotguns. Double barrel shotguns. Yeah, yeah, double barrel. Double now is that side by side and over and under or just side by side? Mm, over under is too. He fancy. didn't clarify. We're going to have to get some clarification on that. Yeah. We need some clarification. I'm going to write my congressman. Yeah, I, I think we should. I think um, we should start a new letter campaign. Is it over under or side by side? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to contact Jim Cooper's office in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we put out the word to some of our listeners on Facebook to, if they had any questions for gun shop guys. So Uh-oh. we only got one really here. Don't know what happened. We had a lot of likes from it, but um, oh well. I guess Joey everybody knows everything there is to know about. Uh, that show was that informative. Gun shop. It was that informative. That's the last what it show. is. You told questions. everybody everything yeah. they needed to know. Right. Then we need more questions. There were no more you questions. You should have held back. <laughs> I know. Dead man. So Joey B wants to know, which polymer pistols are staying on the shelves longest these days, and how bad is the availability for everything? Definitely XDs are probably on the shelf the longest, but I think it's because the XDs ship better. They're probably one of the better shipping polymer guns right now. I don't carry every polymer brand here, nor do I care to. So um, I can comment on, you know, some of them. The M&Ps are very hard to get. The Glocks are obviously completely dried up. Just for an example, you know, I would typically, before the craze went by, I'd get about 15 Glock 19s a week on a um, – I just had a scheduled delivery every Wednesday. I got 15 Glock 19s. Mm-hmm. I mean, and other stuff. But now I'm lucky to get, you know, two every two weeks. Right. So as far as the availability goes, it's just dried up. You know, people don't need to panic it's going to get caught up. Deliveries are already much better than they have been. I don't know if uh, Zeke and Left Hand looked around today when they came in, but the, the store's pretty full right now. Yeah, it is. Um, if we didn't look around with all these guns here, we would not be doing this. I'm gonna, so, I mean, availability's definitely getting better. You know, it's all about, you know, everybody buys in different ways. So some gun shops have better availability than others. Being... I've done this for a while. I diversify, so I buy from a lot of other from a lot of different places. So I typically get a lot of stock in, um, and we're getting as much, if not more, than we were getting before the craze. It just mm-hmm. doesn't stay on the shelves very long. Gotcha. So it just moves really quick. But um, polymer frame availability, I would say definitely the most available polymer frame guns I'm getting are Springfield XDs and XDMs. Um, we've got quite a few of those in stock. They'll seem to be pretty popular, too. Yeah, they're good guns. Very very nice guns. Uh, they shoot well. They're easy to shoot, mm-hmm. so uh, good yeah. for a beginner. I've got the um, XDM9 and 45, yeah. the Compact 45. Yeah, really pretty much guns. across the board. All the other gun stores I go to throughout the week, that's the main polymer one they're keeping in yep. stock is the XDMs. Yep, XDMs ship good. They're I got a question good. for you. Have you noticed uh, any new companies trying to get in the gun game because of this uh, the shortage, trying to jump in and take advantage of this? Um, it's such a long-term uh, investment and re- R&D before you can actually launch a brand. Nobody can you know, knee-jerk react that quickly to it. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of new guys that are popping up on the market. I believe one of them is Lionheart. That's a new pistol that's coming out. Hmm. So uh, it's a metal gun, not a polymer gun, which is kind of cool. And uh, so that, that's, a new, that's a new brand. Um, and there's, you know, but are they going to be like 1911s or what, no? It's what's a, gonna be it's, it's an all new kind of pistol. It's oh, an all new kind of really? pistol. It's uh, well, I mean, it's just a standard double action. It's kind of a throwback almost. Is it? Yeah, you know, more along the lines of old metal guns that people really yeah. liked and shot well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that 
you know, somebody that was, of course, like you said, a lot of R&D and everything goes into it, but if somebody was right at that verge, this would be a great time for them to jump in and Absolutely. Because everybody else's is gone, and then, of course, theirs would be there. And Yeah, I think Sky Pistols is taking a lot of advantage. If anybody's familiar with the yeah. Sky Pistols, they're definitely taking a lot of advantage of uh, the shortage right now. Um, they're shipping either. pretty decent. Um, right. It's a newer pistol company, but they started this whole process, you know, almost two years ago. I like the looks of those. Um, not bad guns, not bad guns Haven't at all. Shot definitely, one. Um, definitely on the lower price, lower end of the price range. What do they run? Um, around three hundred bucks. Yeah, like two ninety nine. Yeah, all for not bad. Nine, it, it's it's yeah. like a hand sized nine millimeter, very compact. It's kind of. I don't s- think they make a big one, do they? No, they don't make a big gun. Um, it's kind of um, quality wise. I would put it, you know, just from feel, fit, finish. I've only shot one. Mm-hmm. Um, it shot okay, but as far as just like a utilitarian gun, you know, I'd, I'd put it right in the kind of between Taurus and Ruger, somewhere in that area. Oh wow! But a good price range. I mean, I think they're pretty decent. It's not guns. a high point. No, 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 no. <laughs> not Def- a Cobra? Not not quite. It's it's definitely a little above the Cobra, but uh, not a bad gun. So What's they, the they kind of were positioned really well for that. Oh, Lorson. Oh, Lorson. My yeah. first gun. Yeah. Man. We got a buddy. He's, that was his first gun. Still is, I guess. I don't yeah. think he's got anything else. I think he got a shotgun. Did he? Yeah. yeah he did. took well, bites. Y'all really advice. need to take care of him. We do. He we tried. He got a double barrel shotgun. Did he? Yeah. Okay, side by side or over and under? Love you, party. I think it's side by side. I think you really, really followed Biden to the teeth. Okay, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> Let's make sure it works right. You know, those liberals, they always just do exactly what they're told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to see my rig. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Let me see. It. For 25 bucks? Yeah, literally, total cost in that was $25. You didn't have to pay the guy anything? That was part of his training? Oh, he, I mean, he didn't buy, have to buy any parts. Can I scan this smoke wagon? Mm-hmm. It's clear, but I'd clear it again. You know how to clear a single action? I don't. All right. Flip the gate. Right there. Spin it. And then spin the cylinder. There's nothing like that click. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I've killed a bunch of deer with it. Six or seven at least. Really? Yeah. What's the chamber doing? 357 Magnum. Is it? About 10 yards. Just you said this was all rusted out. It was, it was in pieces. Everything but the aluminum frame was covered in rust. Did it have all the parts and everything? Mm-hmm. Every part was there. Every single part was there. Well, I mean, I figured he was going to have to buy a part or two. I figured he was going to have to buy a part or two or whatever, but every single part was in the bag. Wow. This is like... You literally didn't have to buy anything. That's the grips that were on it, too. They were all hammered up, but I thought they looked good. I mean, it's not that. It was probably from the 80s. Oh, okay. Not an old gun. It's a Ruger. I mean, it's not a true cowboy gun because it has an adjustable rear sight. So would somebody just bury it in their backyard or something? I think somebody had intended to refinish it and put it in a, in a paper sack. Like, took it all apart and stripped off the old finish they were going to refinish and just never got around to it. Right. You gonna refinish it? It is refinished. It's just that bad. The pitting's that bad. Oh. Yeah, that's as good as it's gonna get. It's trash. <laughs> that gun was complete. When I say covered in rust, I mean completely covered, like no bare metal on it that wasn't covered in rust. Wow, that's an amazing job. It's a mediocre job, but it was free. <laughs> I would even. Well, yeah, you're probably right. 80s because the firing pin's not on the hammer. No, none of the Rugers are. Not but, the Blackhawks. When did they even start the early ones? Firing pin inside. They've always done it. That always been an internal firing pin on the Ruger. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Blackhawk series. Were they like the first people that did it? No, no. I think there was probably some cheap German ones that came out before the Ruger did. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. I really don't know. So our main subject today, uh, we started. We filmed a little video before we started recording the show about some siding. Sean, who you heard on the last Nashville Armory episode, he helped us out with that. Did you get something out of that left hand? Yeah, I think we both did. I did. Uh, just, I mean, it was just basics. We weren't going into any great details. Um, we just thought it'd be a good idea to talk a little bit about, as far as handguns and rifles go, just you know, basics, theory, concept of uh, how you go about sighting your, your gun in. And uh, Sean did a very good job, I thought, on uh, explaining the, the basics of that. Yeah, and we did, we did a video because actual lessons on sighting in is a very visual thing. 
thanks to Andrew. It, it is. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to describe in words. Right. You know, so it, we needed to make it a video. So. But we are going to talk about different we'll t- kinds of sites. Talk about which, yeah. which can be verbalized very Absolutely. easily. So as far as you know, different sites go, one of the first ones I looked up was the ACOG. Everybody's heard about the ACOG, and what was hilarious is when I Googled ACOG, I got American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and I was pretty sure that's not what it stood for. I don't think so. <laughs> so I dug a little bit deeper. It actually stands for Advanced Combat Optics Gun Sites. How do those work? ACOGs? Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a bunch of different models of ACOGs out there. They're made by, manufactured by a company called Trigicon. They come in different magnifications and with different reticles. Uh, reticles, the pattern you see when you look inside of an optic. Not trying to dumb it down, but just you know, if there's people that aren't familiar with it, that's what it's called when you look through an optic the uh the crosshairs or the dot or the you know they call it a triangle yeah they call it a reticle um so there's a lot of different sign yeah there's there's one of those (laughs) on my biotech one um there's a bunch of different stuff out there but um the uh, trigicon has a a huge variety of them um but basically the way it works is it has a magnification to it um typically 3x three times magnification um some of them are 4x magnification Uh, the acogs themselves have um a standard reticle they do it two different ways where there's um, no fiber optic and then they do one with fiber optic. Uh, the site with fiber optic, there's a fiber optic uh, piece on top of the site, gathers ambient light from the environments in, funnels it into the site and makes the reticle glow, red or green and yellow. They have red, yellow, green, a couple different colors. Um, and then at night when there's no ambient light available, the Trigicon ACOGs, um, are lit with a, uh, it's called tritium gas. It's a radioactive gas that's sealed in ampules. That's what glows the uh, reticle at night. Different bullet drop compensations in them. Um, we won't get into that. It's pretty complicated. Um, but there's a lot of different ACOGs available. Is uh, Trigicon like the sole owner of the ACOG? Yeah, the ACOG is only made by one company. It's Trigicon. It's Trigicon. Gotcha. There's a lot of uh, knockoffs out there that look like ACOGs. Mm-hmm. I know there's several companies that make us an optic that looks like an ACOG, try to play off on the ACOG, but it, they're not. Right. <laughs> they are not. They use fiber optics too in those? Um, some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them use batteries. The uh, Trigicon ACOG, that's another reason the military loves that optic. It uses no batteries. no batteries. Right. I've got one on one of the guns that we test. Uh, actually, we didn't do that when we did a different one, but uh, yeah. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> we didn't use it. <laughs> but you no have one. Yeah, I've yeah. got I've got a Trigicon. It's not an ACOG though. Oh, okay, it's gotcha. a uh, reflex. There was mm-hmm. a, what was it we shot last week uh, when we shot Matt's. Uh, His was an ACOG. I don't think it was an ACOG. It was a Trigicon. Oh no no. His was a. Um, it was a Trigicon. It was an actual scope. It was an actual yeah. Trigicon. The AccuPoint. Scope. Yes. The AccuPoint. Yes. Yeah. It had the, the little arrow. The little That's arrow, a European yeah. reticle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That Novaski rifle was awesome. It was dead solid. Perfect. And nobody even invited me to that. What's going on here? <laughs> Talk welcome. to Terry. About I'm joking. That. I was working. Don't worry about it. That was Terry's fault. Wasn't it? <laughs> we'll, blame, Terry. we'll blame Terry. Terry's All Terry's fault. fault. Um, do you want to go and talk nice. about night sights on pistols? Since we're talking about tritium yes. gas and yeah, everything else, sure. Um, it kind of Jump falls in. falls in there. Night sights is something that confuses a lot of people on pistols or handguns. They can be on rifles as well. But night sights, your your standard night sights are going to use tritium gas inserts. There's several different companies that make them. Some of your big ones are going to be Trigicon, obviously. Mm-hmm. They, they're one of the, the pioneers of it. Epperlite also makes them. Excess Night Sights does tritium sights. True Glow does tritium sights. So there's quite a few companies out there that do them. Um, but the way they work is they have a sealed ampule of tritium gas, which is a radioactive gas. has a half-life of about 13 to 15 years. Um, they'll glow for about 10 years solid. People say, do these glow at night? 
Mm-hmm. They do glow at night, but they actually glow all the time. They glow nonstop. They're right. glowing during the day. You just Obviously don't recognize it because it's not right. dark. Exactly. Right. Um, they come in a few different colors. Basically, they they insert these ampules into into iron sights, which you can put on your firearm front and rear. Some people just put them on the front. Some people put them on both. They come in several different uh, varieties, but uh, they're actually really great for carry guns. They're expensive. You know, they got you know anywhere from eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars to a to a firearm. But they're great for carry guns. If you just got a range gun, you know, and you don't want to spend the extra money on them don't but uh, i definitely have eyes putting night sights on your carry on your carry guns now you you said that it was a radioactive gas a couple times reassure the listeners that it's not anything that's dangerous you're not gonna have cancer it's in a really small it's in a really small quantity (laughs) and it's actually completely sealed in an epoxy ampule you can't you can't smash it open with a hammer really you have andrew's guarantee on that that you're not going to wake up with a third eye you have trigicon's guarantee it's right on the box (laughs) andrew clarified that real quick i I thought he would (laughs) (laughs) different um night sites you know what else is out there available is that about it as far Um, as well, of course, you've always got your standard iron sights, um, which you can change around. There's a bunch of different things out there for that. You can go adjustable mm-hmm. if you want to do an adjustable rear sight. Typically, you're not going to have an adjustable front sight, but uh, a lot of, for handguns, there's a lot of uh, adjustable rear sights you can add on to them. There's ones with paint. There's pretty colors. There's fiber optic. The, the possibilities are just about endless. Um, they really limited only by which firearm you have. And you guys carry a lot of those here, don't you? Oh, yeah. That's somebody a, that's, wanted to come in and compare the different ones. Yeah, we carry several different brands here for a lot of different firearms, all your popular ones. We also install them here. So if anybody needs a set install, we can do that here as well. Now, as far as like laser sights and red dot sights, of course, the laser is attached to the outside of the gun, right? Um, it could be on the, the inside most, of the gun. Oh, yeah, because don't they have the... Laser Max guide rod lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guide rods. Mm-hmm. I forgot about those. But... For the most part, it's not working the same way a red dot does. Kind of explain the difference. Because well, red dot, when you look at it through the reticle, it looks like a laser, but nobody outside of there can see it. So. Well, you, you got it right there, see? <laughs> um, a laser sight is projected on the target, so they would, we would project a dot onto the actual target you're firing at, um, while a red dot is uh, contained inside of the optic. And you would just line up your target with the dot inside the optic. And there's a couple of different kinds. Um, everybody just kind of varies out red dots, and most of them are basically the same. The one that would be different would be an EOTech. Mm-hmm. Um, EOTechs are not red dot sites. They're actually holographic sites. Okay. Um, so they actually project a hologram onto the target. So if you ever if people have an EOTech or they have any experience with EOTech, you'll when you look through it, it looks like the it's dot the is red. on the target. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not lining the dot up with the target. It's actually projected onto the target. It's actually a holographic sight, so it's a little bit different than your average red dot sight. Okay, so the, the hologram is being projected on the target, and the only way you can see what's being projected is through the lens. Through the okay. lens, exactly. It's not actually on the target, but it gives that. See, I learned a lot from that because I've always thought it was like the red dot. It was in that little lens, and I was how it, can it, they get in that so little have, thin lens? Yeah, it is in the lens, mirrors? but it's actually a hologram. Does it right. use mirrors? Yeah, it's reflected off. It's got two pieces of glass, and it projects from the bottom. Bottom and then up on the, mm-hmm. the lens itself. If you, if you want to look, if you're ever here at the armory, mm-hmm. there's a clear one that they made out of plastic yeah, so I people can see how it works, and oh, you yeah, can kind cool. of see how it projects up and how it works. It's pretty cool. They're great optics. Those are cool. Maybe we can get mm-hmm. a shot of that. Yeah, sure. As far as the iron sights, you know, I've seen some of the older ones that have all the numbers that go up and down it. Um, that's so you can adjust your rear sight to uh, pre-designated distances. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see them on a lot of the old military rifles. Right. Um, like you know, it was you know it was I guess at some point in military history it was practical to shoot targets at 300 meters on a standard battle rifle. You don't really see that anymore. Um, some of them do. I mean, they still have long distance sights, but you know you have sights on a rifle for a thousand meters and stuff right. like that. It's not really something you see a lot on military rifles. Um, some of the uh, ARs and stuff they still sight at 300 meters, but it's yeah, it's it's typically on older firearms, AKs, stuff like. 
like that. So something we're seeing a lot of now too is you know we're talking red dots here, but they also have green, green dots and green lasers. They're seem to be pretty prevalent. Apparently, now. it's supposed to be. You can see it better during the day. Yep. Okay. So the green apparent appears better during the day. But I'll be honest with you, it's very much individual. Very much individual. Um, people see differently, especially in colors. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying people are colorblind or not colorblind, but some people see some colors better. So one person might think a red one appears better during the day, while right. the guy right next to him might think the green one appears better during the day. Scientifically, yeah, the green's more visible during the day, but it's not always necessarily for that particular person so other people see it in different ways and you know green's great but you know mm. it sucks if there's foliage around ah good point you know yeah. but red's great but it sucks if the sun's really bright or if yeah. the you bad know. guy's wearing a green shirt <laughs> or, or a red shirt so i mean lasers fall. are lasers um, um so i'm not a, a fan of lasers bad guy period, would go so. rob a bank with a half green half red shirt just in case <laughs> just in case just in case yeah, yeah. yeah. and they i mean blue too don't they and then they're blue i haven't seen any blue lasers out yet there's blue, blue leds I haven't seen any blue lasers. I've seen blue. Actually, it wasn't a blue dot. It was a blue crosshair. Yeah. That lit up. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Reticle. Yeah. Reticle. Yeah. It was a Chinese knockoff. I'm sure. No okay. big fan of those. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I loathe them. Well, with my um, Trigicon that I have, it's amber. Yeah, it's, it's a reflex. Am- yeah, the reflex is an amber dot. Mm-hmm. And that's um, it's produced by tritium. Yeah, there's also no battery in that in that side as well. The reflex site's been around for a really long time. Um, it actually predates the ACOG. It shows up um, really was, well for there, me during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. a difference between like a reflex site and a, say, EOTech? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, uh, EO, um, uh, reflex site is just a red dot site. Okay. It's not necessarily red, but it's just a dot. You line the dot up with your target. It's not a holographic site. So mm-hmm. it's similar to... ACOG being their thing, mm-hmm. the reflex side is Trigicon's thing. Or an aim point. They're both, those are both. Uh, aim point is yeah. reflex. Trigi- um, no, ACOGs and reflexes are both yeah. Trigicon. But aim point, as far as the, the dot, like he's talking about, would be similar to the gotcha. reflex. Yeah, very comparable. Difference being that the uh, reflex doesn't use batteries. The ACOG, um, the aim points do use batteries. What do you use, Andrew? On my ARs, I use, I like EOTechs. I'm a big fan of EOTechs. For me, they move fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I can move from target to target quicker with the, uh, with the circle dot reticle as opposed to just a single dot i have really crappy eyes um i wear I sh- well, i'm supposed to wear glasses all the time i don't <laughs> but uh single red dots are hard for me to pick up but everybody's different when it comes to optics so um check them out see what they look like see what works for you um you know i like an eotech you know next guy likes an aim point next guy likes a reflex you know is there uh, an reflex. advantage uh, a known advantage of an aim point over a, a, a reflex? Um, I mean, they're both dot sites. I mean, the only advantage I would say is over an aim point over a ref- why I pick a reflex over an aim point is no batteries. Right. Um, but I mean, they're they're both those are both really quality optics. You're not going to go wrong with any of them as long as you buy a good one. If you buy a cheap Chinese knockoff, yeah, you're going to have problems. <laughs> um, so you know, don't don't skimp on your optic. That's what I tell people. I see it every day in the store. Guy comes in with a three thousand dollar rifle, literally a three thousand dollar rifle, mm-hmm. and he has a forty eight dollar True Glow red dot on it. <laughs> and I'm just like, seriously, dude, seriously, blue is what on the yeah, rifle? You should have bought. You should have bought an eight hundred dollar rifle and bought a three thousand dollar optic. It would have served you a whole lot better. That's what I've always been told. You know, if you're gonna have to skimp on one or the other, skimp on the actual firearm, the firearm and yeah. go with the yeah. The, yeah you, you heard your optics should cost as much or more than your. Firearm twice. twice as much. Two times. Well, wow. that's a precision rifle workout. But um, something that a, an old guy used to shoot with told me something that that really hits home when it comes to optics is you can make a cheap rifle shoot really good with a great optic, but you cannot make a great rifle shoot really good with a cheap optic. That's a very that's a good, good point. point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very good point. You, you said something about the batteries and having batteries, not having batteries. If you do end up going with something like the EOTech, mm-hmm. I've heard that, of course, if we take the end-of-the-world scenario type stuff, that it's better to go with the ones that have the double A's because they're easier to find. I mean, not just More the, readily available. Yeah, but then the other ones, they last a lot longer, right? Yeah, the CR123s, um, you've got uh, now, you used to have three battery options with EOTech. You only have two now, mm-hmm. um, AA batteries and CR123, three-volt lithium batteries. They The advantages, um, disadvantages, I mean, they're batteries. I mean, you got to change them out. I have both. Mm-hmm. I have some that are CR123. I have some that are AA. Right. Um, so put iron sights on your rifle for end-of-the-world scenarios, <laughs> um, just so everybody knows, you know, because eventually that optic's going to crap out on you, and you're going to need something else. But Buy some um, uh, machetes. Yeah, get, get some head-chopping machetes and for you zombies, Chainsaw. and you'll be ready to roll. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, with the batteries, you know, that's always a concern when you start talking about end-of-the-world oh. scenarios. But Have you seen the, um, the attachment for the ARs, the, the chainsaw? No, I have not. How have I not seen this? <laughs> I don't know. But the, there, there's a company out there that has that mounts on your rail a chainsaw. Well, wait a second. I have a chainsaw, and I have an AR. So you where do I it? get this mount? <laughs> no, it's they make the chainsaw. Oh, oh they I make think an actual like a little yeah, mini they chainsaw. Make, they yeah. make the actual chainsaw that goes on the end of the, the weapon. Yes. Okay, Lieutenant, I'm going to need you to email me that I'm, link, I'm gonna, please. I'll research that, and we'll post it. But, yeah, it was at either, I think it was last year's SHOT Show. How did I these miss that? these guys? The next time were, we come in here, we're going to be in the range, that? and we're going to be shooting. All of a sudden, we're here. Me and Sean are both coming in, and they're going to be standing two feet from the target, just sawing it. And t- yeah, obviously, it is a novel. And, and here, I was calling you a gear queer earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I know. Call, I come kettle by, black. I come Call by. the kettle black. Yeah. Come by it honestly, though. Yeah. As far as magnification goes, no magnification. Of course, magnification, you're going to want more for hunting, long-distance stuff. Short distance, always no magnification? Or I tell everybody the first thing you need to do besides you, before you buy an optic is decide what you want to do with your optic. No one, op- no one optic is going to do every single thing. There are ways with the with the mag- flip to side magnifiers and things like that, but certain optics are much better at close the range. Doctors, they, yeah, the dock mount, sights. Yeah, yeah, when you buy dock two sites. docks, I mean, there's ways around it, but you can't just buy one optic and it's going to do every single thing for mm-hmm. you. So, really, the first thing you decide is what do you want to accomplish with the rifle you're putting the optic on. What what, what, what is your, your ultimate use? goal? What yeah. what are you going to use that rifle for? Right. You know, if you're like, well, I'm going to use it for home defense, then don't buy a magnified optic. <laughs> you know, if you're like, well, I'm going to use it. What for if you shooting, have a really, you know, really big house? Well, if you've got a really, really big house, you can buy. You can probably afford to buy two With optics. Super yeah. long hallways. <laughs> you could probably buy two optics. Mr. GQ over here, yeah. you know, he's got a 10,000 square foot house. So. Okay, well, maybe you do need magnification. Uh, indoor shooting range. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, we're lying. So, the I mean, Nashville Armory is actually inside my house. Okay, it's it's actually here. This, this is, is in his basement. House. I work for Underground. Zeke. <laughs> Cats he, out of the bag. Once yeah. again, I wish. <laughs> But um, so just decide what you want to do with it. You know, if you want to shoot coyotes with it, buy an optic that's got some magnification to it. The military actually uses aim points, EOTEX, and ACOGs because there's different missions need different optics, right. which is so, why they made the quick detach. Yeah, and um, and uh, so there's there are also ways around if you want to go with a uh, something like an ACOG, you can attach an additional optic to it. There's a lot of these small red dots out. There's a Trigicon RMR. There's the uh, less expensive Burris Fast Fire, the uh, Leupold Delta Point, um, the Dr. Optics Those just mounts right up above your magnified optic. You can, you can mount them above your magnified Typically. optic. What a lot of people are doing now is they're mounting them forward of the optic on a 45 on the front rail. Um, so that's Same always man. an option for close quarter stuff. Um, so like I said, decide what your primary use for the, for the firearm is, then decide what your optic is. I mean, that's just my opinion, and it's a good way to start. 
As far as you use the example of um, like the coyote hunting, definitely mm-hmm. get magnification. Probably yeah. deer hunting, magnification. magnification. What about if you want to get into three-gun competitions, like sports shooting? Um, depends on the rules of the particular match and meet. If you can do multiple optics, mm-hmm. which some allow and some don't, open class, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would go with two. Ah, do the gotcha. front, you know, mini red dot and do an ACOG or something with magnification in the back. Um, or you can do an EOTech with a magnifier, an aim point with a magnifier. Um, if anybody hasn't seen that, just check them out on their websites. Flip the side magnifier is the way to go if you're going to do a magnifier. Do not buy a magnifier that does not match the brand of your optic. That's a key point. Um, when you magnify something, you change the point of aim, point of impact. So say you buy one of the Mako really right. inexpensive magnifiers and you put it in front of your EOTech. E-T-G. You put it in front of your EOTech. Well, you're going to have to sight your EOTech in through the magnification. Oh, gotcha. And then if you take the magnification away, it's no yeah, longer going to be zeroed. Right. The reason that the EOTech ones and the aim point ones are more expensive is because they're made to magnify without changing your point A and point A impact. So you don't have to recite between magnification and non-magnification. Gotcha. So keep that in mind. Don't try to skimp. That's a good point. It ain't yeah. going to work. So telescopic sights, that's pretty much anything with magnification? Anything with magnification would be a telescopic sight. And that's usually what you see on a lot of hunting rifles, right? Yeah, okay. that'd be typically what you'd refer to on sniper a rifle. rifles. Yeah, how far can those like the strongest tele- telescopic sight? How far can you get with that? God, I mean, there's there's I mean, I guys in the military that are making shots at you know two thousand meters and stuff. So, wow, I mean, that's there's amazing. you know it's it it probably is limitless. If somebody wanted to spend the money, you could. I mean, they make ones that you can see the moon with. So I mean, <laughs> well, you know, those drones you know? have those sights on them too. Yeah, they're targeting the you know, civilians nowadays. No. Okay, we just got this in from Greg and Laura. This is a question, and they've got several parts, but uh, they're from Bloomington, Indiana. First question is, I shoot 9mm and like to clean my guns after coming home from shooting them. I try to clean them in the house, but my wife doesn't like the smell of the solvent. What's up with that? That stuff smells great. It is. Number nine's the best, man. Don't you rub it in your beard like a conditioner? Absolutely. Yeah. I take baths in it. He uh, he Slap uses Hops number but, nine. Which is what I use for aftershave. Mm-hmm. Eau de toilette. Actually, I don't shave. Never mind. <laughs> is, there something out, <laughs> is there something else out there that doesn't have the smell? Was warning about Ballastol, or is that just a, a protectant? Um, there's actually a ton of stuff on the market now. Um, there's Does all Polo kinds. make one? Um, Ralph Lauren has not come Ralph out with Lauren his new line yet, um, but I'm thinking he may. He may. <laughs> he's, he's missing a, a whole market yeah. there. Him and Hilfiger are going to come out with some stuff. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be called Tommy Guns. Tommy oh, Guns. nice. He's got to pay you for that now if he Probably. does come out. There's a, a ton of um, biodegradable um, cleaners on the market now. There's bunches of them. They're all over the place. If you, if you walk into a gun shop or a gun show and you can't find 15 different kinds, um, it's crazy. Uncle Mike's has um, a, a line of it. They're Elite Series, No Odor, um, what was it, Frog Glue, Who's the one Italian I, Gun Grease. I mean, there's just I tons saw one of them. somewhere that uses tea tree oil in it, which yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different, there's tons of stuff on the market now. So, yeah, there's a lot of options available. Um, I but I still use number good. nine. Yeah. I like the smell. I use Clean Bore number nine. Okay. If you want to use a uh, powder blast, smells like lemons from Break Free. That's like a uh, gun scrubber from Break Free called Powder Blast. It smells like lemons. Nice. There you go. Last week's trivia, we had um, Sam from Palisade Tactical give us the trivia question. It was, what is LGOP? You know what LGOP is, Andrew? Not with the name. <laughs> straight at before the sheet. Before you looked at the sheet, did you know what LGOP was? Absolutely not. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> you want to give the answer, left hand? It's little group of paratroopers. Is that that right? is correct. 
Little groups of paratroopers. Little groups of what, paratroopers. Is what... Uh, Do we know the history and purpose We don't. <laughs> Sam just told us the answer. That we was pretty much it. Um, I know Sam pretty well. I think he probably just completely made that up just <laughs> no, to make you guys look like We dummies. had a <laughs> lot of people get it right. <laughs> There's a lot of people that knew it. So. Yeah. I, it's probably so, Sam sending multiple emails to try to win the free prize <laughs> just cre- so everybody knows. He created... Oh, wait, because he did offer up two hours of free training. He's trying to get the free training. <laughs> Are we doing a drawing for that today? Not tonight, no. The, the We're going to do that. Uh, the drawing for that will be next week. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that was last week's trivia. This week's trivia question, we're going to go back to our uh, Walking Dead. And uh, we'll do a, a recent episode of the assault on the prison. First time the governor got to the pr- prison. Yeah. What was the bullpup that the governor was using? When they first got to the prison. So that'll be the final trivia question to get the two-hour training from Palisade Tactical. He did clarify, it wasn't in last week's episode, but he did clarify, if you are way out of state and you can't make it for that two-hour training, he'll make it up to you with t-shirt, hat, some swag swag from Palisade Tactical. So, but if you want to come to the state, you're set. You got a nice little two hour training. That's going to be sweet, man. That's a Do nice. Us. That's a nice giveaway. It was a heck of a giveaway. Uh, AR Beauty Pageant deadline has passed. We gave you to the first. We have all these submissions in. I think we have like six or seven, which is going to be a is good. Is that it? Yeah, but that's good. Is that counting mine? No, that's not counting yours. <sighs> no, with Damn. yours we had like twenty. <laughs> but uh, there's some really good ones. Uh, some people sent in some good ARs. I still hadn't submitted the Troy. I need to. I'm going to post it. I'm going to post to Troy. Yeah. I've got all the stuff on it now. i got the rails in and got it sided in finally. Thanks squid to... Squidbillies. Got my squid... What do you call them? Squidbillies. Squidbillies? Yeah. <laughs> i got my squidbillies on there. They're so, nice and soft and cushy. Did you touch them? Oh, yeah. I've touched them a bunch of times. <laughs> wow. Let's change the subject. I like right? them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but for that beauty pageant, it's going to be really fun. Sam has agreed to be a judge. Former Green Beret, or still Green Beret. Still. Um, we also have uh, Bruce, who is a SWAT team member. Cool. And we have our civilian shooter guest, which is, I guess we can go ahead and announce it. He confirmed the other day, 22 Plinkster from YouTube fame. Cool. So he'll be one of the guest judges. Where is the uh, venue for this beauty pageant? We're sitting See. in it. Excellent. I think Andrew needs to be a judge as well. That's not a bad idea. So we'll have a military, a police, a civilian, and a gunshot. There you go. That'll that be awesome. That's that's a pretty uh, diverse group to do the uh, the judging. And then you and I walking by in our bathing suits showing the ARs. <laughs> no. God, no. <laughs> not going to happen. And that's not going to happen here in the Shooter's Lounge, I can not, assure you. No. Not happening. Uh-uh. I might wear a wife beater or something, though. Go. It's time for facts, facts to fight, 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 fight the myth. Myth, myth, myth. My myth this week is gun buybacks are one of the most effective ways to stop gun violence. That is a myth. Eh, wrong. Wrong. Again. Uh, a typical buyback is only going to offer like $25, $50 for a gun, which means the only people that are going to be bringing guns to that gun buyback are the ones like your paper sack bag. Uh, here, here's a gun. Give me $25, 50 bucks. The people that are committing murders and violence with guns are not going to go to the bu- gun buyback and give those guns away. They're going to meet the people like a mile down the road before they even get there and, take and, them. Give, and, them, give, them and give them 50 right. bucks for their guns. Yeah. No, that's what we're going to do. They're probably just going to set up a table down the road and <laughs> give them the money. <laughs> yeah, this has got to be the stupidest program ever devised. It really is. Most of the guns that they bring to these gun buy, buy box tend to be inoperable anyways. They don't even work. So if somebody's bringing inoperable guns to a gun buyback for 50 bucks. 
how is that going to stop gun violence? The logic is so flawed, it makes me want to vomit. There were some calculations I saw on the um, on the interwebs. The One of them is any particular handgun in the United States will kill a person about once every 10,000 years. That is the average with a statistic that uh, one of these guys threw out. So in order to prevent one homicide in a year, you would need to get 10,000 guns brought back in a gun buyback. So... The thing is, you usually don't get 10,000 guns, and they're not the guns that are used to kill the people. So the typical gun buyback program would not save but maybe .0001 lives. So needless to say, that is definitely a myth, and there's the facts that can fight that. Yeah, I've got a a gun myth. Um, Since we were talking about lasers earlier, this may not necessarily be a myth, but it's not a good idea. We'll put it that way. Um, a lot of people say, well, get a laser on your gun because if you put point a laser at somebody, they're going to get scared and run away so you won't have to shoot them. Um, <laughs> that would definitely be a myth. It's kind of like racking the slide on a uh, On a shotgun. shotgun. Yeah, I think yeah. that would definitely yeah. be a myth. Uh, don't buy a laser sight because you think it's going to scare someone away and you're not going to have to shoot them. If you put a laser on somebody, you better be prepared to pull the trigger. So I would say that's sort of a myth. I'd say it's a myth. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. It kind of stole my thunder because that was the shotgun one was the the route I was going to go with that about racking the... Go with it. Well, I mean, we just talked about it. So, no, I mean, it's... Same kind of thing. Yeah. A noise is not going to scare somebody off if they're really set. And not to mention, you got somebody tweaking out on meth or whatever other drug they're on. They're not going to notice the not, red dot. No. They're going to think they're tripping and seeing red beans everywhere. It's going to sound like Square Bob Sponge. Square Bob Sponge Pants? Square, square Bob Spongy Pants? What's, I don't know. I don't have kids, Sponge so Bob I don't know. Square Pants. So we've got some new listener feedback here. Ian on Facebook writes, Hey, guys. Ian from Australia here. Australia? Pretty cool. we got some listeners over there. I'm really enjoying the show and just wanted to congratulate you on a job well done. Your cast is very entertaining and informative, and I'm learning a great deal about a subject I never really had an interest in before. I wonder if he eats kangaroo roadkill. He might. That's probably pretty tasty. We talked about that on the uh, <laughs> on the weekend, weekend guns. guns. Yeah, I heard that the roadkill <laughs> show. I have never seen or held a gun before, but after listening to you and hearing your enthusiasm, I am planning to go to a club and get some training. I'm only up to cast five so far, but I am plowing through them to try and catch up. Thanks again for all the hard work you were doing. P.S. Facts to fight the myths is an excellent segment. I look forward to every cast. Well, Ian, if you ever get to the states, come to Tennessee, and we'll let you shoot whatever gun we can possibly get our hands on any and all we got some new itunes reviews left hand you want to take that first one if i can read it is this it right here Mm -hmm. okay itunes like sitting down with a couple of buddies and bsing about firearms and all things firearms related that was from police i think is what it says p-l-e-c-c-e Gave us five stars and said it entertains and educates also way of life five stars by chris Britt 15 just wanted to say, great job on the podcast. Subscribed a few days ago, and I'm already hooked. If it was possible, I would have given it 10 stars. I've been listening to all the segments and find myself either laughing at some of the comments or completely agreeing with everything you guys are saying. Proud to say that I've found my new go-to podcast for the first thing in the mornings and long drives home. Thanks cool. for all your hard work, and keep it up. Thanks, man. Dr. KDUC? Kate, the best, my favorite podcast by far, exclamation, 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 like all the gun podcasts, but yours is the best out of the Firearms Radio Network. Which we love all our other Firearms Radio Network, but that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I take that. (laughs) 
Uh, the last one here, we've got Great Show Five Stars. Sending some leadhead love from Minnesota. Really enjoy the show, fellas. Keep up the great work. A very entertaining show to listen to while at work, on the road, or even better, in the reloading room. That's from Fishy MN. Oh, MN's Minnesota, right? Yeah, we got another one. You skipped one. Oh, raw deal. That would be real deal. Oh, Hoss. raw deal. Real. Okay, oh, you're going to edit that out. <laughs> Real Deal by Lodge 12. I can't believe how much better you guys have gotten in the past 10 shows. You're on track to surpass the Mothership Gun Guy Radio. Which we love Gun Guy Radio, too. We're on your tails, guys. But that was an awfully nice comment. And that was Lodge 12. I think... I I could be mistaken. Do we know I don't have it in Lodge front of me. Is? No, Lodge Twelve was one of our first constructive criticisms that we really appreciated, and we kind of took some of advice. Oh, okay. And, uh, so apparently he's uh, been keeping track. And we need to listen to people more often. Pretty well, awesome. So Andrew, we appreciate you letting us come back again and uh, having us here, and thank you for being on the show again, giving us some good information. Appreciate the use of the range too, bro. Anytime, guys. Love having you here. And as always, left hand. Keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closer. <laughs>